Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's I'm Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? No Lavender Gooms this week, and the man forgot nope. to send us what days it is. Um, I thought you had to look that up. But I don't need that, because let me tell you, oh, okay. when you listen to this podcast, you should go ahead and wish DJ Mark a happy birthday. Because that's what it is tomorrow. Oh, that's true. That is what Tuesday, November seventh is. Our boys turning thirty like nine times, eight times. Not ninth time he's turned thirty. Man's turned thirty anniversary. Okay, 30th. exactly. Happy birthday, buddy! It's been a pleasure and, being your uh, friend for Steph's like dog Lumpia. Yeah, also Stefan's dog's birthday. Don't forget but, that. <laughs> it's been a pleasure being your friend for knowing you for thirty three years, being friends for at least like. 26 yeah. of those. Um, mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, Mike's not here. He's on a flight, and his flight got delayed because that is modern travel. Can't get on a flying plane that's on time, so didn't want to make the man record a COD podcast at midnight his time. Um, I personally have been sick for a couple days, so if you hear a cough here or there or me sounding a little fucked up, apologies there. So, But we find it important that given the sheer amount of news that came out in the last week, about yeah. these broke ass motherfuckers who are fighters. Okay. Actually, it's not true. These ones aren't broke. They're just paid well, but not paid well enough. Uh, we're going to talk about all these, these UFC pay per views numbers. Yeah. Um, the, a lot of pay per view numbers came out for these out of this lawsuit. I love this lawsuit. Every day I learn something new about this company fucking people over. It's just everything we've ever thought is true. And then I go online and people try to defend it. There's some wild, Mark, I'm going to talk about some of the wild-ass things people are saying right now about these pay-per-view numbers, but we'll get to that shortly. We're going to make our picks for UFC 295 coming to you this weekend from the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, um, where people who are attending have paid far too much money because they thought John Jones is fighting, and he's not, but got some pretty good fights at least at the top of the card. Falls off a fucking cliff after the top of the card, but after like three, four fights, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know. Yeah. What else can you say? Paid seven hundred dollars to get into a building, folks. Do your best. Are and they still that high now after the cards? Changed? I don't know because I you, you didn't mention they could get refunds. So if you could refund it and maybe buy your tickets back, at I a wonder. Price. This company is so hot right now that does it matter? Really? You know? Does it even matter? Um, but we're gonna talk about some breaking fight news that uh, Dana White went out there and he likes to announce his fights himself now. Um, because I think Brett Okamoto might have made him unhappy at one point asking a regular question. I don't know. Um, by the way, Dana looking in really good shape these days. We don't compliment the man very often around here, but the dude really looks like he's in good shape. Like he doesn't look like a puffed up balloon. Like he actually looks like he's trimmed down. So, okay. You know. So it's like he's been on men's fit, men's fitness a couple times. I know, like, you know but he actually bulk looks up. justified right now, man. He looks like he's like dude's like yoked. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. First off, talking about G- yoked. Jolton Almeida. You guys listen to podcasts. You know that we are on. We have been on the Jolton Almeida hype train. Early passengers over here. Mark, I know you didn't see it. Um, I was a bit disappointed. Um, and it's. I mean, I guess, you know. I don't know how criticize how much I can criticize when you take out the number one knockout artist in UFC history. When you take out the wrong word. When you soundly defeat the number one knockout artist in UFC history, because that in itself is impressive. However, you cannot get the positions this man got in this fight and not throw some fucking punches or something, man, because he had mount for a good amount of this fight. He couldn't get, he tried a couple chokes. Derek Lewis doesn't believe in jujitsu, and he once again proved it to be fake. A couple times, Derek just got up, you know, got put back down, but he's got up. Um... And the whole time I'm watching this thinking, man, I hope they paid Derek what he deserved. Just, I hope they did for him not mm-hmm. taking the Francis and Ganu money. 
Um, but yeah, Almeida kept getting him down. Almeida got Almeida got mount. You know, it's not a good sign when the referees trying to like push for action when one guy's got mount. Like that's not a sure, good sign. Yeah. It's not a good sign. Um, but he won 50-44. I thought that was a fair scorecard. There was one round where I thought he might finish the fight a couple times. But then the mm-hmm. rest of the fight, I'm just like praying that Derek Lewis is going to get up and just hit this motherfucker. Um, and you got not just because I love Derek Lewis, but because I was like, let's see something, man. I've been watching this fight for, you know, half an hour. Um, the people who had the Jolton Ameda by decision betting ticket, um, I think their money went was 15 times what they bet. Roughly, I think it was like fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars, fifteen sixteen hundred. So well done <laughs> to those people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. The guy said he, the guy called out uh, Cyril Gone, which if I was a guy who focused heavily on grappling, that would be the guy I'd call out too. And then they asked yeah, him, good to, call. and then they asked him to Ariel asked him today, how about fighting Curtis Blades? And Cyril, and then he said, Nah, I'm more interested in Cyril Gone. I'm like. Personally, I want to see Jolton Almeida versus uh, Curtis Blades. I want to see anybody who can't grapple or thinks they can grapple well fight Curtis Blades. Honestly, that's where I'm at. Like, you should not get title shots without beating Curtis Blades in this weight class. Um, like to see different styles. And yeah. There's just not a lot of high-level wrestlers at heavyweight and Curtis Blades. Is yeah, kind this of guy's not a huge... I mean, Almeida's ripped. Like, his nickname literally translates to muscly. Um, mm-hmm. Man used to fight at welterweight and now fights at heavyweight, which... That ascend happened before a lot he got of classes, to the UFC. Yeah. Well done. Um, we'll see, man. He's probably one win away, though. I think Derek has ranked something. You know, mm-hmm. put you in a main event in Brazil in front of ten thousand people who sold out the arena. So, I mean, I wouldn't be thrilled if I paid for this necessarily. Um, other thing worth mentioning is Nicholas Dalby's a fucking G. Just that was just experience taking out Gabriel Bonfim, <laughs> the other Bonfim brother. Missed weight badly. The fight got canceled. Right. Another fight got canceled between Armin Petrosian and Rodolfo Vieira. Uh, Petrosian said he was poisoned. So I'm not sure if they oh, meant boy. food poisoning <laughs> or if we have like a people who just feed uh, Rodolfo. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some accusations were made. Um, I was watching this and I don't know what the fuck happened for most of this card, if I'm being honest with you, Mark. Like, really don't. So. A little uneventful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We missed it, and I basically heard the main event wasn't all that interesting. So, well, the only reason I saw it because I was too sick to go to your birthday. That's literally why I saw this fight. That's people described it entirely. Um, The UFC is back next week with this pay per view. Um, We'll talk about that in a bit here, um, which will be the and then the pay per view, and then we got. One more Apex card, one more card in Austin, Texas. Really good one, that one. For free, not for a fight night. Excited for that one. And then the pay-per-view with Edwards and Covington, which I thought I would go to at one point, but I'm not. So no, go to is a wrong word. I thought I would be Johnson, in the I thought I would be, I thought I would be in the city, look at the price and say, I'm not paying this much watch Colby Covington fight. But I thought it would have been an option. Not an option. Um <laughs> All right, um, we got some fucking breaking news, though, Mark. I didn't need a curse right there. Come on, Bobby, you're better than that. We uh, we got some breaking news. Dana White went out there, announced three title fights, uh, headlining three pay-per-views coming up. First up, one we, you and me, were calling for this one pretty loud and clear uh, last week, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Strickland versus Drickus Duplessis. Um, a white supremacist dream right there between these two guys and their positions in the world. Um Seriously, though. Well, uh, I mean, it's also the right fight, I think. No, yeah, seriously, class, though. But... Like, this man knocked out Robert Whitaker. What are we even talking about? Like, he deserves a title shot. Mm-hmm, exactly. If tomorrow yep. Mark knocks out Robert Whitaker, Mark deserves a middleweight title shot. Be clear about this. Okay? That's it. Um, they're going to headline mm. Toronto, UFC 297. Um, rumor is that a vacant women's bantamweight title fight is in the play between okay. Myra Buena Silva and Rocky Pennington, which I can't emphasize enough to you how loudly I'll be cheering for Rocky Pennington in a fight I think she'll lose. But I think Rocky Pennington's 500 ass being a UFC champion really summarizes everything happening at Women's Bantamweight. Just just saying. Um, That's a rumor. That was not official. Dana White didn't announce that. He announced Toronto, Strickland versus Drickus. The right fight to make. A really interesting matchup, Mark, because I think if we get to round like two or three, Drickus has known to get a little tired, I think, with all the mass he's carrying, the way he fights, too. Like, 
I don't know. Like, I think if he gets to round two or three, Sean can really do some work. Yeah, he, he claimed it was like, didn't he have a nose injury that he claimed was hindering his his breathing and he should be better now, but he hasn't gone. Into well, I think he's just, I don't think, I don't think it's like, I'm not trying to insult the man when I say he's going to gas as much as like he he's big and he throws heavy shots. And mm-hmm. Chael Sonnen said it one time, man, either you fight to finish or you fight to fucking go five rounds. And like, I think the way Sean Drickus fights is like, it depends on him winning. Because I remember he fought Darren Till and like, he looked tired real quick in that one. That might be, you know, he had a deviated septum, I think is what they're saying. The nose mm-hmm. breathing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Vanderlei I couldn't breathe out of his nose for 10 years. He made it to go three rounds. But. Yeah, that, that seems to be the, the main weakness he has right now. So, yeah, if he hasn't shored up the, that weakness. That's, that's, a, that's something a, that you think, Sean. That's an interesting one, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, just putting it out there, I'd lean Sean. But I feel I've picked against Drickus in a lot of fights and look like a real dumbass in a lot of them. But I've also picked against Sean pretty much every time. So, don't know right now. What do yeah. you think right now? If you had to guess, uh, right now I'd probably lean towards uh, Chris uh, or CDP or whatever DDP or what whatever. Trickus, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Trickus. Um, just because I don't think Strong is a particularly strong champion. I think obviously the, the Izzy showing was easily his best. He's had, I think he's had in his entire career. Um, I think he's a you know a beatable guy, and I think um, DDP has the strength and kind of like, you know, just the physicality to really kind of the put real champion like of Africa right there for you, brother, the real champion of Africa. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all the Canadians cheer for Sean. Sean just shows up and the people cheer for him. He's a fucking populist. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see what happens there. I'm just not picking against fucking Eric Nixick and title fits. And I've decided in big fights anymore. That dude's coach's staff. It just gets it They've done had right now. Coaching. Yeah. Fuck man. After he beat, she beat Izzy one month and should have beaten Tyson Fury the next month. What am I going to fucking say? Like, who am I to say they're going to lose anybody? Pardon, pardon me. Um, next one, February UFC two ninety eight. Date has not been announced. Um, Volkanovski versus Tapuria. Very happy they didn't book this for yeah. January, because I did not mm-hmm. like that idea. I'm not thrilled about February. That's still a little quick for a man who got iced in fucking three minutes. But um, this is going to be interesting. This is an interesting fight, Mark. This is yeah. I. I don't know. Volk has hit 35. He hit, the, he hit that magical number now, and Tabori is sure. killing people. And mostly of the fights that got announced, th- these two, I-, I think, were the right ones. That made the most sense for the weight divisions and, and basically yeah, the, the ranking. Correct, the correct title fights. Stylist, the correct title fights, yeah. So I wasn't too surprised about this one. Um, you know, Stylistically, I think it's going to be a banger. Yeah, February is a little bit short notice because... Uh, Volkanovski basically himself said he wanted you know more time, didn't want to jump right back into another fight, and they were already talking about this fight being in January. So just having a month I, later doesn't seem like a ton. But I thought uh, initially, Mike, I was sure Super Bowl week, Super Bowl weekend before the Super Bowl in Vegas <laughs> was my guess, honestly. Um, which is actually when you Fucking and I were there. Right? You and I were there. Are actually there for that weekend, but um, it's the 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 check. Uh, I think that's where Taporia is from. I think he's from, you think he's Czech Republic? No, no, sorry, he's Georgian. Some Georgian media mm-hmm. reporter saying Los Angeles. And they haven't sent the, said the date. Um, I like California getting fights, February. man. That's cool that we're still getting fights every now and then, but. Yeah, always um, LA, but. Yeah, we can't come up here as long as Bellator still exists. End any minute now. Um, yeah. And then the one that makes no sense, given, especially we're waiting till March. What the fuck? Don't even understand what we're doing. Um, Sean O'Malley, Chito Vera. I mean, we know we both know what we're doing. Um, Sean O'Malley's gonna fight the number, I think he was six when I looked. I'm sure the UFC will move him up to two by the time the fight happens. And, like, by the way, to be clear about this, we both think this is gonna be a fun fight. We both like Chito Vera. We both think Sean O'Malley's an excellent, exciting fighter. We also both know the number one contender this belt is Marab Divishvili. And, like, it's not even a fucking question. Mm -hmm. Like, but. Okay, um, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just tough because it's not just that Cheeto's you know ranking isn't super high. He's lost not too long ago, and it's like, well, why aren't those guys in in the running? You know, so and then and then you have a clear guy who hasn't lost in how many years has it been? I think he's Marab got. I think he's got fight, nine so. straight wins. Is my guess, honestly. Yeah. And it's like the longest. So, but yeah, like you said, like it's still a interesting fight. It's still. And I still think probably a more sellable fight. Again, I do think there 
I think Marab did a lot of favors for himself with the whole Jack and Jacket Gate and kind of making that a thing that there's lots of footage of those. The, the Jacket thing is to... the best thing that's happened. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, this fight's really interesting, though, because Cheeto um, notoriously getting much stronger as the fight goes on. Pretty much known fact. So if he can get past Sean's early storm, not that Sean's reckless, but I do notice Sean will put a guy away in the first seven minutes very often. This yeah. gets to round three. Cheetos, you know, got Sean's timing maybe at that point, and he already beat him once. Then it gets interesting, but yeah. we'll see. I, I think, honestly, it's all about Shira Sean and how he looks, right? Like, obviously, he made a huge statement beating Sterling. He's a, he's a huge star. He's a sniper, yeah. too. But, well, I mean, he's always been that. Like, he's, he's been a guy that usually just he finds that one clean shot and is able to put the fight away. But it's really he's rise to potential stardom, right? Like, that, that win over Sterling. And, again, Sterling was a champion that – didn't particularly go over well with a lot of people. He wasn't a big pay-per-view sale and that knockout, you know, the UFC ESPN, whatever marketing muscle that they have really pushed for Sean after that. Oh, knockout, dude, they, they put him they, exposing they, it. They knew what they were. They put this guy in a, they put a guy with an Irish name fighting in Boston against a black dude. That's unpopular. No. Like all these things added. Not, not that I think they were courting bad people. Just, these are all factors that you put together to make a guy yeah. look good. So like it worked and like, he came through on his end and, you know, Aljo got caught. But now he's got to keep. Yeah, he's got to keep it up. Right? And they're not going to book him. As, like, they're not going to book him in a bad styles matchup in his next fight. I'm not an idiot. To be clear, Mark and I aren't stupid about this. We know why they're doing it. No, but. they're not. But like this all being said, Cheeto's a more favorable fighter for him. Mm. Right. I think than fighting Marab or I think most people would agree, like stylistically that Marab fight. But like he still has to beat a guy that he didn't beat before. Right. Cheeto. I mean, you talk about the injury that he incurred in this fight. Like Cheeto was, he didn't look bad at all at that fight. He basically was able to hurt Sean pretty early on and finish the fight with ground and pound. And he's going to get another opportunity to do that. And I think he's he fully won? capable of beating. Has he won since Sandhagen beat him? Didn't he? Didn't he beat Pedro? Oh, he did. Munoz? He did. No, he did be, he beat, that's, that's you're right. He beat, name, he beat right. Pedro Munoz. You're right. Okay. So on um, that same card, on the but, I mean, we saw it coming. Yeah. They booked it on the same card as O'Malley and Sterling. By the way, Sandhagen. Yeah, well, he's getting kind of screwed. I mean, he's hurt. But did he at lose? Least. He, he, lost, he got hurt. Okay, I thought he hurt. Yeah. I well, he's he saying himself. He says, "Why?" He, Sanhagen today is like, "Why are they fighting in March, man? Can they fight earlier so I can fight the winner?" So, like, part of me thinks Marab's gonna have to win like twelve fights, like three more fights to get a title shot. The way this is going, like this man's approaching, you know, person not going to be at least one more, if not potentially two. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. They might make him fight Sandhagen. Yeah. They might say, like, you don't get a title fight till you fight your friend. And he's going to be like, you don't, why? <laughs> I can fight anybody gotta else. Trust. Got to earn the trust of the family, Bobby. <laughs> right now, Shito is six. Looking at it. Jan, yeah. Sandhagen, oh. Cejudo, Divishvili, and Sterling all ahead of him. So, they can knock him up to at least five yeah. by the time the paper. Um, yeah, dude, he'll be three. Cejudo doesn't fight anybody. Sandhagen hasn't fought in a while. Where's Jan? Mm -hmm. He'll be three. Okay, Aljo will be kicked out. They might move out. They might move Aljo from the rankings just because they don't like him. You know. Um, all right, folks. This is my favorite part of the week was these numbers coming out. I didn't realize how much of a fuck. I mean, Mark knows how much of a numbers nerd I am. But the UFC lawsuit produced just wonderful things for us this week. So um, if you ever wondered how much money all these pay-per-view stars made, now we know. We know how much all these motherfuckers made. Um, mm -hmm. CM Punk made a million dollars to fight Mickey Gall. I think we all kind of thought that was the number. Honestly, I thought he made a million. I thought he was going to make seven figures. To, the, the type of star he was, that made sense to me. Um, man, there's some egregious ones in here, Mark, if you ask me. First of all, across the board, Conor McGregor's underpaid. Okay? Just, I don't know how much he made post-Eddie Alvarez fight. But pay-per-view, him versus Eddie Alvarez, generated $66 million. And Conor got $6.8 million. And Conor McGregor's the reason people were watching that pay-per-view. Okay? The one we went to, Chad Mendez versus Conor McGregor, he made $2.6 million. 2.1 of that was discretionary. Every <laughs> one of these, man, I think... Oh, by the way, I'm really proud of Nate Diaz. Because Nate Diaz made 2.8 in the first Conor fight, went up to 4.3 in the second one. Well done there. Yeah. Well done there. That's Nate negotiating well. Um, Brock Lesnar's the biggest fucking G when it comes to negotiating in all of combat sports. I think we all knew he knew how to get his money. 
But motherfucker coming back to fight Mark Hunt, to wrestle him for three rounds, juice to the tits, and make $8 million. Mm-hmm. To cheat. To what? Have no repercussions. I'm not sure he cheated. They gave, him a, they gave him a waiver. What did he do? Um, well, he did stuff he shouldn't have done. I mean, that's yeah. what he did. But. Uh, Ronda Rousey made five hundred grand for that first title fight against Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche mm-hmm. made twelve grand for that one. Just gonna say that right yeah, now. Yeah, twelve tough, grand. Yeah. Uh, man, but uh, don't worry, Ashley's, Ashley's furniture store gave her a new living room set. I remember that was a big story. Living room set might have cost more than her fight purse. Um, Ronda probably happy to fight Misha Tate, making one point eight million dollars in the next fight. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, Ronda being half broken against Holly Holm and coming back a year later, I would come back too for four point eight million dollars to get knocked out by yeah, Amanda Nunes. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that I so I thought across the board, none of these people make what they should because we know how much boxing people make when they're selling pay per views. Okay, um, that being said, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they didn't make as much as the boxing people, but if Crawford and fucking Spence made twenty five million each, and like I don't know. People are making three, four million to have main event UFC pay-per-views. I think the number in between might make more sense, at least on some level, just in terms of equity. Um, Chael mm-hmm. Sonnen making only a million dollars for the second Anderson Silva fight. And Anderson only making $2.5 million for that fight. I don't think people appreciate how big that fight was and how many pay-per-views they sold. They sold a ton of pay-per-views. They sold one point something million pay-per-views. And the two guys headline, the two guys that was on the back of only made $3.5 million out of like a me just doing some math, probably 50 to $60 million revenue gate revenue on that one across the board. Anderson didn't make a ton of money. Um, yeah, that Cormier fight on three days notice at UFC 200. He made $4.2 million. That was, uh, that was pretty great. Um, I think Cormier didn't make shit fighting John Jones that first time. At $1.1 million, that was pretty weak. Um, I find it weird that Chael made the same amount of money fighting John Jones as he did fighting Anderson Silva in the second fight, where I don't... Was that short notice or something? No, or? they did a whole tough season behind that shit, too, remember? Well, you tried to make well, a short that's notice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all out there now. We know how much money these people make. Mighty Mouse Johnson had a real reason to complain, people. Mighty Mouse Johnson had a serious reason to complain, making you fight, making you fight fucking mm-hmm. Henry Cejudo for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, I mean, what the fuck? Um, Tyron Woodley made three hundred ninety thousand dollars when he won the title. I'd like to know how mm-hmm. much he made after he won the title. Um, Michael Bisping really did a good job of making between making you know decent six figures in every one of his fights. Um, so him not making a million dollars when he fought Dan Henderson in England. I don't know, man. I think they go to England and then Michael Bisping sells every seat in the building was the way I, I think they end up. I think their strength in England is a lot of Michael Bisping's back. So I don't know. My own general takeaway in all this is that a lot of these guys didn't make a lot of them. They didn't make enough money, which is nothing new. But I think people have been talking <clears> this whole time on this lawsuit about how the lower class is getting fucked and the middle class. Um, I think the upper class also is getting fucked. I think when you have an 85-15 revenue split, it does not mean anybody's doing that well. So when John Jones is out there, those three years he was gone saying, I need to make Deontay Wilder money. Fuck, man, if I was making $3 million and I'm the greatest fighter of all time, you know, I'd be complaining too, man. Just just saying. Yeah. I'd be pretty upset. I, mean, I think it's easier, to, it's easier to look at 10 and 10 and be like, well, that's hardly enough to live off of for a year or something like that to be at like, at least you can make the argument there where you're just like, Oh, people are just no, no one's buying the show for them. Like that kind of thing. You can make that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a good argument. Cause like not sure. people don't go to it's basketball just, games to watch the 12th man play, but the motherfucking fuckers making 500 grand, you know, but like, yeah, it's just when you're clearing seven figures. It's harder, you know, but I agree with you. When you look at the amount that they're generating, you know, and what we've seen other athletes and in, in similar combat sports, get cut it's like well yeah these guys are getting significantly less than that um but you know some of these raw numbers you look at you know for taking an mma fight for you know a couple million dollars does not seem bad in the grand scope of things but like yeah these guys are mega stars and you know the company's making so much money they should be yeah the, it's like it, people it's really are like percentage yeah exactly as you're saying it perfectly right there i was gonna say it's not about the number it's the percentage of the pie like there's a pie out there how much of it is going to me who has got CTE at the end of this night, and my name's on the poster, and we all know this pay-per-view didn't sell. If I'm fucking like George St. Pierre, 
and George St. Pierre fought Johnny Hendricks. And that pay-per-view sold a million pay-per-views. And Johnny and GSP knows when it's not me and when it's, you know, somebody else headlining, this company sells 350,000 pay-per-views. GSP can do some quick math right there of being like 650,000 times, let's say the UFC makes $30 on each of these pay-per-views net. Okay, so like they made like $20 million extra because of me and I'm going to get four. Feels like I should get more. If I'm the reason for $20 million, just, you know what I'm saying? That's, but people don't look but at it that way. People yeah. are just like, people see a number and be like, well, I'd fight for that much money. That's not the fucking point. That's really not the point. Yeah. And by the way, Mark, the things people are saying to try to first, uh, the, the things people are saying now, the UFC apologists, I don't know if UFC pays these people, the online UFC fucking knob gobbling community. Okay. Which is a lot of mm-hmm. MMA fans where they're trying to say, that this doesn't represent all the money and that the UFC is really cutting checks, not unrelated to this, right? right? All these ones that said discretionary and shit, that's including all these checks that they've cut. The UFC <laughs> the is under, is in the middle of a fucking lawsuit. The UFC's got, they, they, you, people are trying to make the argument, Mark, that the UFC is committing tax fraud so as to make, to, so as to not show they're paying their fighters so well in a time where they're being heavily scrutinized for not paying their fight when they're middle of an antitrust investigation. So I don't know what kind of mental gymnastics people are doing, but when it says right here that Anderson Silva made $2,506,034 to fight Vitor Belfort, that's fucking all of it. That is it. They might've reimbursed him for his Jabawakis match. He wore a mask. He wore at the weigh-ins. That's it. Okay. That is all the money. That is all the money they made. That is in it. That is it. There's nothing yeah. else. Well, I think a lot of the the you know the the, the fanboys or whatever are probably just going off of what Dana said in the past that you know because they used it as like you know a cape to kind of shroud in mystery how much these guys were making. They'd ask like how much does this guy make. He's like, well, don't worry, you know the because we we used to or we still sometimes get the show and uh, win bonus. But it was never pay-per-view, right? So we never knew exactly how much these guys were making. When asked about it, they would, you know, Dana would say, like, well, don't worry. I take care of the guys. The guys that put on a good show, you know, I cut them a little extra something. It was like, well, yeah, that's all how in much here. is that? That's all yeah, in well, here. Yeah, well, it is like, <laughs> but that was just, that was the, the cape they shrouded the mystery. It's like, oh, well, whatever numbers we report, which we don't report the numbers, it potentially could be many, many more than that because I'm a generous guy and I'm going to, I'm going to cut this guy. You know what it says right here? It says Conor McGregor made 2.642,642,000 and change to fight Chad Mendes. 2.11 of that was that was Dana White cutting a check was a discretionary bonus. They cut Conor McGregor a 2.1, check as a bonus for fighting Chad Mendes. That's what that was. It was very generous of them to not pay him $500,000 to main event a fucking pay-per-view that, I don't know, people were hanging from the rafters when you and I were there. I never paid fucking $300 to sit in the last row before in Vegas. So, like, mm. just, they did it. They, they paid him. They cut, they, they, they weren't lying. They cut large fucking discretionary checks. You know, good for them. They did. They, they, they Daniel Cormier said he got a $1 million check for fighting John Jones. It's right there. $1,140,000 he made. One million of it was his fucking check, was the check he mentioned. One hundred forty was his purse. There you go. That's how much Dana Cormier made. He wasn't a champion. So that's it. That's what they made. So if you think these numbers are fair, cool. But 15%. Yeah. Just saying. I'm not saying it needs to be 50. I know other sports are 50. Other sports, by the way, people are just like, great. why aren't people going after the NFL and all this stuff? Because the NFL has got an antitrust exemption. They have an, they're exempt from monopoly rules. You know why? Because they have a whole ass, they, they have a union. That was one of the conditions of their antitrust exemption. The players have a collective bargaining agreement. That is how they negotiate to not be fucked over. So anyway, I thought it was really fascinating, man. I think that uh, I'm sure... <laughs> All these years, Dana White's like these fighters don't want to know how much people the people to know how much they're making, as if people don't, as people in GSP's life don't know that GSP's rich, you know. Sure. I'm just like it's, it's just been something we we haven't known. We haven't known for a very long time how much the actual at the end of the day, how much did these guys make for any particular fight, 
we had ideas, right? But it was just because they weren't public, because this, that, or the other, we never got a lot of the financial <laughs> details, right? And over the years, as they become a public traded company, we've been getting more of that. And then obviously this lawsuit has really kind of busted the doors open. We've seen a lot of things that we didn't know about the company. And it's not surprising, right? We knew the percentage of the revenue share that fighters had been getting for past several years. So, I mean, Bob, like I wasn't shocked by these numbers. It was just good to find. No, I was waiting for them. I just wanted to see number. that shit. Yeah. yeah. I was, what I really thought by the time I know Connor now, there's no scenario in my opinion, there's no way Connor's making less than 10 to 15 to show up right now. I just don't think it's possible. Mm. I was surprised he wasn't over there by the time Madison Square Garden against Eddie Alvarez happened. Just my two cents. Off the backs of him and Nate selling $1.6 million in million pay-per-views, I guarantee you Eddie Alvarez didn't make shit on that one, too. Remember, Connor ripped on him for Eddie not negotiating well enough. Fucking Connor was probably right. Um, I'm just, by the way, looking at BJ Penn making $475,000 to fight Nick Diaz. We were at that fight. That was the main event of a pay-per-view. I paid $330 because they said GSP was going to be on the main event of that pay-per-view. I just want to know if the UFC got out of that fucking thing because I bet Nick Diaz didn't make more than like $300,000. They got out of that fucking thing not paying the main event more than a million dollars while I paid $330 for my ticket. Just want to point that out. All right. The mm -hmm. gate. I, I, someone's pointed it out. They made more from the gate at uh, the Madison's first Madison Square Garden show than they had to pay all the fighters. Yeah, I'm not surprised this is that in, those in particular are very expensive yeah. shows. So yeah. yeah, makes sense. Let me tell you right now, man. We got nobody making a fucking pay-per-view cut this weekend. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, baby. Zero pay-per-view cut. Um, they're gonna have a main event. They're gonna have a pay-per-view in fucking Madison Square Garden. Um, which I want to look up because I was at the last one, what the gate of that one is, because this one's gonna be bit last one was eleven point five million dollar gate mark. This one I saw the ticket prices up like 10 to 15% minimum. If they, they're going to walk out of this one with $13 million minimum as a gate, fucking they, everybody in the pay-per-view, everybody in the pay-per-view's pay can be five times what it is and they're not going to hit $13 million. Um, all right, uh, let's get into it. Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pereira main eventing this thing, man. Um, I've been very critical of this division and I'm not going to shit on it now. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, Yuri Prohaska hasn't fought in a year and five months. Um, tore his shoulder after choking out yeah, Glover Teixeira. Um, he looked weird. He like, was had his shirt off. He had like a big scar and stuff. And I don't know what the hell's going on there. Yuri is a crazy person. And so is Alex Pereira. I'm very excited for this fight, uh, to be clear about that. Um, he won that title back at UFC 275, June of 2002, 2022. Then he couldn't fight, so then they did Ankalaev versus uh, Jan. Jan, that sucked or something. Mm -hmm. There was a draw. Yeah, uh, Ankalaev showing no fight IQ in that one, as he didn't show in his last fight with Johnny Walker, too. It's a real achievement for that man. And then a month later, the UFC is like, fuck it. Let's do another light heavyweight title fight. So they had uh, Jamal Hill beat Glover Teixeira's ass all around Brazil for 25 minutes. And then Jamal Hill got fat and tore his Achilles or tore his Achilles, then got fat. You can decide in what order that happened. Um, so now we're going to do another title fight. Yuri Prohaska's back to fight for the belt he never lost. Um, to fight Alex Pereira, a man with one fight in this weight class. Really trying to achieve something here. Um, <laughs> in a short UFC career that is fucking impressive, Mark. I think he's like six fights mm -hmm. in. He might win a second title in six fights. Um, betting odds for this one... Um, According to our friends at BetMGM, um, God, who's why do people keep moving this shit around on Best Fight Odds? BetMGM's, go, how is this possible? Alex Pereira minus 125 to Yuri Prowaska's plus 105. Mike has got mm -hmm. Yuri, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, he does. Um, I got Alex. I got Alex. Um, Interesting. I'm going with a couple of reasons here. One, nothing makes sense. There's no reason to apply logic to anything anymore. Francis Ngannou almost beat Tyson Fury. Um, no, seriously, kidding aside, guys have fought in fucking 18 months almost. Um, I don't think mm -hmm. Yuri has bad fight IQ. I just think Yuri's going to want to fucking throw hands because that's Yuri's a kickboxer and he wants to throw hands. 
more often than not. Man, Alex Pereira finds a way. Alex Pereira finds a fucking way. And uh, I think the fact that Yuri took that title off of uh, Alex's coach means something to Alex actually quite a bit. Um, honestly, I got to pick against Mike a little bit. We're getting to that time of the year. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take Alex because I think, I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling. That's really what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with gut. I don't think this is that clear one way or the other. I think the betting line is pretty accurate. If Yuri's smart, he's going to try to grapple. But I don't think Yuri's got 25 minutes of grappling energy. And uh, he's not exactly fucking Kale Sanderson anyway. So I think Alex can keep it standing. I think Alex can hit him. I think if Alex doesn't, you know, end up with his hands near his pocket like he does a lot of times, I think he can, you know, put it on him. So I'm going to take Alex to win this. What do you got? Yeah, I think those are a lot of fair points. Um, I am going with Yuri as, uh, along with Mike. Um, but I do think Alex is, you know, an interesting pick. Uh, cause I do think the one thing that Alex said, I- I've said for a while, I- I've been kind of, you know, waving this flag. Like, I think his takedown defense is actually pretty good and has gotten better. If he's, if he gets on the ground, that's where I think he has a lot of deficiencies. And I think if Yuri is able to get him on the ground, whether it's through a conventional takedown or through a strike or a knockdown or something, if he's able to implement some kind of a grappling, I think that's where he potentially could shine here. Cause I do think that's anytime we've seen Alex on his back is where it gets really kind of rudimentary, right? He's just kind of holding these guys down. He's not really looking for too much stuff or how to get back up. Um, it's really just kind of basic survival there, but I do think he's, tough to take down like i think he is anticipating and knows what to do when someone shoots a double on him he knows how to dig underhooks he knows what to do in the clinch um to remain standing right and to get the to get the fight back in in, in free form um and i think in those instances where they are there's just striking you have to give a little bit of an advantage to alex i mean yuri is a very unique style that potentially could cause some issues but he's also his style i think has a lot of deficiencies potentially glover was landing on him too wasn't it on like the feet i remember like glover was was more successful on his feet that i thought he should have been i remember in their fight Mm -hmm. yeah i mean he keeps his hands low right he uses a lot of movement to try to like evade shots and when you have a guy that's you know really knows the p's and q's to to you know the highest of levels that alex knows like you can't make little mistakes starting in and out with your hands you, you will get caught because alex isn't the type of striker that's going to find himself off balance and not able to capitalize if you dart the wrong way right or if you if he faints and you dart you know in, in a direction that potentially puts you in trouble you know he's going to pick up on some of those reads and potentially can make some big scores there um but style, i think stylistically it's going to be a really fun fight. I, I i do think there's going to be some stand-up bobby i think yuri is going to stand with, up with him to some degree and it's going to be very fun to see how long that potentially can last. Um, and if Pereira is able to to land something big. So I think a lot of the onus is going to be on him finding that big shot. So, yeah, great fight. Very interesting. Yeah. You got the you're keeping our predictions article updated, right, Marcus? Yep. And uh, anybody wants to look up our predictions after the fact or the standings at any point, which we didn't mention the standings. I believe mm-hmm. Mike is up two on you and three on and me. Shock. And yeah, and three on me. Running out of time here, buddy. This man's going to win this championship. Um, Co-main event. Fuck it. Interim title. We have two belts on the line that there's no champion. It's wild. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, Stipe got hurt. Or no, John Jones got hurt. Stipe wasn't even asked. Dana White says it's because he felt it was disrespectful to ask Stipe to fight for a title, for interim title. It's because Dana White doesn't want to fight, doesn't want to be in the Stipe business and pay Stipe because Stipe demands money because he's a, not an idiot. Um, so he's going to get these yeah. two young guys to fight and pay them fucking a tuna fish sandwich to fight. Um, Tom Aspinall, Sergey Pavlovich. Um, this is this fight rules. Um, I'm just hoping everybody's prepared because uh, this is not a ton mm-hmm. of notice. Sergey was in theory training. Uh, if he was the backup, uh, I don't know if Aspinall wasn't training. I feel Aspinall might have wanted to just be ready just in case. But, I mean, obviously, if you're not in camp, you know, how much are you really training? This is an interesting matchup, man. Betting odds for this one, I believe, lean towards Mr. Aspinall by some fucking... Ma- I don't understand betting odds. Minus 115 for Tom Aspinall. Minus 105 for Sergey Pavlovich. Sergey Pavlovich is on a fucking destruction tour. One, two, three, four, five, six knockouts. All in the first round. 
Marcelo Gom, don't know who that is. Maurice Green, he's not bad. Shamil Abdurrahmanov, not bad. Derek Lewis, pretty good. Ty Toivasa, pretty good. Curtis Blades, that one impressed me. That was the first one where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, mm -hmm. this is a fucking problem. This is a serious problem, this guy. Uh, he got four performance of the night bonuses in there. Before that, he got tooled by Alistar Overeem for four minutes. This shit wasn't close. Mm -hmm. Alistar put on a clinic against him. First fight in the UFC, maybe jitters. Kid is still relatively young, 31 years old. That's a baby at heavyweight, quite frankly. On the other end, a uh, big fan of this young man, Tom, Tom, young man, Tom Aspinall, has won nine of his nine nine of his last ten fights. The only the only loss was when his knee exploded 15 seconds into fighting Curtis Blades. I was very excited to see what was going to happen in that one, Mark. Honestly, Curtis. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, man, Curtis Blades is the measuring stick for me. Of like, I mean, Curtis Blades probably doesn't appreciate this, but are you for fucking real? You know, are you ready for a title shot? He didn't. We didn't find out with him there. Um, dude came back from a knee injury, took care of Marcin Tybura real quick. Just fucking 73 second ass whooping. He has picked up five performance of the night bonuses in the UFC. He's 30 years old, another fucking child fighting for the heavyweight title. Mike's got Aspinall. I'm pretty pissed that he picked Aspinall because I was so sure he's going to pick Pavlovich because I, I'm picking Aspinall. I think both of these guys are quite good, Mark. Uh, but I think you and I have been talking about Aspinall for a while now. We both think this guy's got the goods. I think you're, and we talked about it before the show. I know where you're going with this too. This man reminds me, not just because he looks like him. Young Frank Mir, man. He's got lots of tools. He's got lots of tools. Like it mm -hmm. was like a much more elevated version of that. But when Frank Mir was doing a bunch of different stuff, not a lot of people were doing the different things Frank Mir was doing. This guy's got a lot of tools in his tool belt. He's very young. UK as a with a heavyweight champion to be real fucking cool. And I think him versus John Jones would never happen, but I think it'd be really cool to see. So I got Tommy Aspinall getting it done here. I think we get I think he weathers an early storm and I think it's the second round and then Sergey Pavlovich has to say, what now? What do you got? Yeah, no, I'm with you too. It, it, it's hard to pick against Tom. Um, I think obviously with the, the blades fight, you have to wonder about like just his physical health, his knee, if that, you know, something odd like that happens again. But outside of that, like what he's shown in the octagon has just been kind of next level. Right. And it, it isn't just like, he does have a lot of tools, you know, in, in the toolbox, right. His submission games on point, like he really goes after those submissions. We saw that in, in his one fight with, uh, was that, was that Russian guy? Volk. Volkov, Alexander I think. Volkanov. Volkov. Volkov yes. Got him with that straight arm yeah, bar real quick. Arm bar. Yeah. But at the times it's been standing, right? And outside of just like his abilities, it's really his speed. Like he's he's really kind of marketed himself as like the fastest heavyweight, and you see it in his fights. Like he's just so much quicker than these other guys. So it's it'll be intriguing to see how he how he tests with Sergey, right? Because Sergey is again when we look at just like his skill set, it's like well, you know, he may not be the most dynamic. He's definitely not the fastest or no, potentially the strongest, although I think he's probably, you know, I think definitely one of the hardest hitters. We've seen him fight, you know, when I really look at like the level, the high level of competition, you look at, uh, I, I think, uh, Derek Lewis and Ty, and it's like, okay, this guy could bang with the bangers, right? Those are two guys that have pretty good chins and really, you know, heavy handed. They're big KO guys. So he can hang with those guys and knock them out. And then it really was the blades fight where it's like, okay, this is a more of a technical fight. This is a guy who really knows how to grapple who can contest with him to really see that if, if you have those levels too. And he, you know, he put that fight away. So he's, he's made a good resume, but like you said, like in the later rounds, is there much there? Um, and is he going to be able to catch a guy like um, Aspinall? You know, Aspinall is very quick himself. Um, and comes with dynamic, you know, angles and can do it all. So it, it's hard to pick against Tom right now. But, you know, Sergey's a tank. Let's see. All right. The quality of fight goes down a little bit here. But in fairness, I think Mackenzie Dern is dancing around a title shot at all times. I don't like this picking this fight at all. Jessica Andrade keeps taking fights she shouldn't take. She's lost three in a row. All all three of them she got finished by Bland Blansfield, Jan Jonan, and Tatiana Suarez. Three fucking killers. Take it on Mackenzie Dern, who's alternated wins and losses. Beat Angela Hill, previously lost to Jan Jonan. Beat Tisha Storis, previously lost to Marina Rodriguez. Overall, has become a real serious, real contender here at 125 or 115. I don't know. What is this at? 
115. 115 pounds. Uh, yeah. um, I think she's a decent favorite. Uh, minus 200, I think. Yeah, minus 200 to plus 165. Mike Scott, Mackenzie Dern. I don't got a lot of analysis here. I'm just, I don't like saying it. I hope I'm wrong and I hope she smashes her. But I think I got Mackenzie Dern also, but I hope Jessica Andrade kicks her ass because I like Jessica Andrade so much. I like her so much and she's only 32 years old and I don't want her to be on the wrong end of things at this point with a four fight losing streak, but I can't pick her in good conscience. So I got Mackenzie Dern. You. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of want to pick Jessica just to, to mix it up. I have to mix up a couple of them to try to get some points on Mike to make it competitive. You're going to have to pick Colby Covington. Um, that's what's going to happen in three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> mm, that's not, I'm not like that at all. Yeah, I know I'm saying, um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's mostly who has Jessica lost to recently and how has she lost? She's not um, close. You know, <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, what, what I'm really seeing here that that makes it, you know, most concerning is the Blanchfield fight and the uh, Tatiana fight, right? We had another two really strong grapplers that weren't just able to win, but were able to submit. And that's kind of what Dern's best at as well. Now, I think Dern, you know, she has developed her game a little bit more. Um, since what did she join a new camp? Was it American? She's with uh, no, she's with um, Jason Perillo down there at Ruka. So I like okay. that. Jason Perillo is a really good striking coach. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think she's been doing. She's asserting herself better, but not as dominant in those, and she's getting a lot of decisions now. Essentially, um, it would behoove her to get a finish here. Yeah, Just putting that out there. Yeah. You want to go for it? Go I mean, for it. I don't, think I, it. I don't think it's the wild. I mean, I'm going to be very clear. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Matt Favola in the next one. I don't give a fuck. I decided I'm taking Matt Favola I mean, I was leaning on Favola too, and maybe that's a good one to to split. So I just get one on Mikey. Play the slow game. You go too hard in this one. And then we're really... all picking Colby Covington, and then December is what happens. <laughs> I can't. I'm not picking Colby Covington because I don't think he's going to win that. Okay, I'll go with – we'll all do Dern on this one. Just it's And it's really just because um, Jessica's had such – those those two fights in particular, those style of fights, and then fighting someone like Dern, um, like you said, it's just it's really hard to. This is this is tough. She's hard, had. man. Honestly, a lot of these mm-hmm. these four fights are all tough. I think honestly, like, I think it's very tough matchups here. Um, so clean sweep for Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, I am surprised we all took Tom Aspinall. I was so sure Mike's taking Sergey Pavlovich, man. Yeah, Mike, if you listen to this and want to change your pick to Sergey Pavlovich, just I'm okay with it. All right, just just change it. Just let us know. Um, last one we're picking, Matt, the Steam Rolla Fravola. Fucking love love Matt Fravola. Okay, Matt Fravola and Drew Dober fucking ruled. Okay, Matt Fravola and Otman Azatar was great. Okay, big fan, big fan of Matt Fravola. I am terrified. It's gonna be like the Terrence McKinney fight, and he gets iced in like a minute. Okay, I'm be honest with you. This, uh, Benoit Santini averages six strikes landed per minute. Okay. It's a lot of strikes. It's a lot of fucking strikes. Um, and Matt's absorbing three and a half. You know what it is though? Benoit is fucking absorbing five per fucking minute too. I'm just going to put it out there. He's an underdog right now. Matt's minus plus 170, I think, underdog. Where the fuck did it go? I look, I closed it. I think he's plus 170. Uh, Mike Scott Benoit, right? He does, yeah. Yeah, minus 225 to plus 185. I don't give a fuck. I got Matt Fravola. He's going to beat this French dude's ass. Go, America. What, Mark, who do you got? He's in. He's from um, New York. I'm with you, too. He's from fucking New York, okay? He is from New York. He's from Long Island, okay? Come on, man. <laughs> You're basically yeah, at home. I, I'm going... I'm going with Matt too, and it's also I just don't know much about Saint um, uh, Benoit Saint. Hey, you're the one who's you're the one I so, asked if you want to pick this one, and you're like, yeah, let's pick it, and here we are now, buddy. I mean, yeah, I needed someone to pick against Mike, so <laughs> the more the merrier. I said so. Um, Only, we'll see. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall, I like Ravola, bro. <laughs> I, well, I was just gonna say this card really not too bad. Um, because you even talk about the Dern Jessica fight, like maybe not necessarily in title contention, but two, you know girls I know and are usually excited to see and watch their fights. So overall, yeah, this is where it gets a little bit, loose, uh, gets a little bit questionable. I like Pat Sabatini. Well, Pat Sabatini is interesting mm-hmm. fighter to me. Um, he shouldn't be on a pay-per-view. Diego Lopez doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Tells you all you need to know. 
Uh, I like Lupi Godinez. Um, interesting move for her since she joined Lobo Gym. She looked really good in her last fight over at um, UFC Noche. Right. Um, feels like that right. wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah. Like, am I am I crazy or was that like in September? Turn around. Yeah, it was for Mexican Independence Day. It was September. Okay, fucking mm-hmm. go for it, Lupi. That'd be four straight if she gets it done, though. So, I think she's actually the. I thought she was the favorite when I looked. She is slight favorite. So. That one's interesting on the prelims. Um, feel Jared Gordon deserves a lot better than having the fucking curtain jerk down there. But anyway, and he's fighting. He's fighting Mark Madsen too, who is like kind of a name. Yeah, Mark Madsen's like forty years old now, right? Yeah, he's forty years old. He finally lost. He lost to Grant Dawson, which is mm-hmm. no shame in that. Grant Dawson's awesome. Um, I don't know. I feel like man, one of those dudes like Grant, uh, Mark Madsen's one of those dudes. He's got like all these medals and shit, and then he went to the UFC for them to like not do anything with him then be like hey we got this mm-hmm. guy he's from here and like whatever we'll do one fight in denmark and now he's on the ufc roster you know just like shouldn't have come mm-hmm. yeah you know fucking great in the cage warriors but yeah it doesn't really it's not super great beyond that um i would not i mean i don't know i don't know a lot of these people to be honest with you so yeah yeah. Some guy, Mateus Rebecca is fighting to be determined. So we'll see if that's still being determined at some point here. Um, all right. Um, let's do stuff we like. Uh, I got nothing. It's a 51 minute podcast right now, Mark. I hope you have something. <laughs> yeah, n- not a ton from last week, but a little bit. Um, did did you get to end up watch the first episode of Invincible? No, I wa- started watching Loki though. <laughs> okay, I haven't started watching Loki. I watched the ep- one episode of Invincible. It was good. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I watched the recap. It was just good to kind of. I was excited. Yeah, I was like, I had to, I had to go back and, and be like, oh yeah, this is where we are with that. I knew I need to get it on Invincible. It was good. The one episode. Yeah, no, it was we're fun. doing it was Amazon always does weekly releases, here. right? That's Amazon's thing: weekly releases. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would not have mined more episodes for sure. Wait another week. <laughs> At least do like the thing um, where you do like three, so, maybe like the first week do three, yeah. and then like you know that type of thing. little binge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, outside of that, I did uh, actually today. I finished Spider Man Two for uh, PS Five, and it, without getting any spoilers, I really enjoyed it. They they do some interesting stuff in that game that I thought was really fun. Um, and also like we when you and Mike you know finish it, we can talk more like story stuff, but. It, game's a bunch of really woke bullshit. Good... That's what it, and people are telling me, man. There's too much wokeness in this game. Because Spider-Man met one gay dude in a video game and it pissed everybody off. That was a side story, wasn't it? Like he helped the yeah, some the, yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's there's some different uh, motherfuckers never been to New York before, man. There's plenty of gay people in New York. Fucking deal with it. All right, yeah. there's gay people everywhere. Come to terms with your fucking issues, people. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I did and have played a little bit of the new UFC game. And whoa, it's whoa. Right. you paid for that? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I knew I was going to get it eventually. Well, you say it was great. Well, I got some. no, no, no. I oh. said it was fine. Okay, at least it was great. It's, it's, it's really just, it's really just. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely improve. There's definitely improvements. It's better than four, but it's just like it feels a lot like playing four. And I, and I played so much of four that like that itch. There's not much there anymore. You know, it's been scratched. You couldn't make it to Black Friday and get like at least something off on it or something, a couple bucks off or something. Uh, I just, I wanted it. I had, you know, I had uh, birthday money to to spend on it. It was one Fair of enough. that and Alan Wake too were the two games I was Ooh. getting. Have you started Alan Wake at all? Yeah, I haven't started Alan Wake because I, I wanted to finish Spider Man. That's the one I'm interested in. So, your review on Alan Wake because I enjoyed the first yeah, one quite a bit. Yeah, I really like the first one a lot. I liked Control. I, I like all of Remedy's games, quite honestly. I think they're just one of the better studios. Um, so I'm really interested in trying Alan Wake 2, um, which I'll probably start pretty soon now that I finished Spider-Man. But yeah, really enjoyed Spider-Man. It was, you know, now that it's all said and done, when it comes to like the, the game of the year, like I think it's probably still a game I had the most fun playing. I definitely like went through it quicker than anything else you know what is the I, debate I is Baldur's gate that game what else i mean i think for me tears of the kingdom the zelda game i haven't really played a lot personally um but can recognize that it's a really good game i really enjoyed resident evil 4 that came out earlier this year um, who's giving out is there who actually like is there a video game awards that people respect yeah there's there's the one that jeff Keeley does 
do people respect it or not? I don't know, but it's, I don't know, man. It's is it just like the Oscars and people are just won. like, whatever, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I like what I like. I mean, it's really just like, it's the biggest prestigious game of the year thing, right? Like it's a televised thing. And then everyone else, every other publication just has their own personal ones. But this is, you know, they ask a bunch of people, they have a panel of judges, which is just a bunch of the media people. Um, so it's about as big as we have in like the industry as like an official but, you know, it's voted on by journalists and stuff. So it's not like the authentic, like what's sold the most or fan voting ones and stuff like that, which they might also do. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. It was it was really fun. Um, and there's just stuff that like when you and Mike beat it, I'd love to talk to you guys about. But just keeping it super base level because I don't want to spoil any of the stuff. I, I heard I something about the ending. So well, we'll get to that when Mike beats the game. And I'm very excited about them doing Wolverine. Or like that's another game that they announced they're working on. I was like, I want to see what they do with that. Yeah, but Wolverine can't really swing around. How am I going to get around quickly with Wolverine? How's that going to work? That's the uh, that's a good question. I'm just going to motorcycle claw, claw off a of shit real quickly. Probably I'll be honest, just just me too. swinging around looking at shit. It's one of my favorite things to do in these Spider-Man games. It's so fun. Let me just swing yeah, around and like do I, that. I don't feel like I did enough time doing that, but yeah. um, are they're doing these people are doing Wolverine next. That's the next one on the agenda. Um, Insomniac, I think they said they have two studios that works on games. So before this, they finished Ratchet and Clank. So I don't know if they're doing another Ratchet and Clank that'll come up before, but they announced. Yeah. They're working How has there never been game. a good Superman game? I think his rogues gallery is tough. He has too many powers. I don't know. They haven't, there hasn't been a ton of people taking cracks at it. And, you know, 64 was so. Is How come Spider-Man is the only like. So Spider-Man and Batman are the only ones where people are just like, let's commit to a fucking video game about this guy, and it's going to be like a serious financial commitment. Am I forgetting? Like, who else is really they fucking o- open up the fucking checkbook on? Like, those are the ones that stick out in my I mean, head. The, the ones that are good, I don't know. Opening up the checkbook is like a different question, I guess, like how much they budget, but one that isn't just like we Wolverine made a video game. game. We didn't make a video game off mm-hmm. of a movie, is what I'm off saying. A movie, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the Wolverine games that was based off the bad movie, the Origins movie, is actually really good. Um, and then there was that Hulk game for oh. PS2, like Ultimate Destruction. Yeah, the, 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 really the Hulk I had on an Xbox. That game ruled. That mm-hmm. game was a lot yeah. of fun. I was still playing that on, like, I, you could play it on the 360. It, like, was backwards compatible, that game, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was actually a lot of fun. A Hulk game would work. Just putting that out there. Yeah. That would work. It worked work then, yeah. you know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Get on it, people. Don't do it. I haven't done it, yeah. Give me a Hulk game. Give me a good Fantastic Four game. You can be four fucking people doing oh. stuff. They're they're supposed to be working on an Iron Man game. No, Lego like the Lego games are the only one. Let me tell you, the Lego game, I was still playing the Lego games. When I could play Lego Marvel and I just walked around New York and I had every single superhero, that was a lot yeah, of fun. That Honestly, insane. that was a lot of fun. Like it wasn't <laughs> like it was a Lego game. It was simple shit, but like they got seven different Iron Man suits and they all do different shit. And I was like, this game is far too well done, and like they spent far too much effort no. for a Lego game. Just yeah, gonna, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of love and care put in those games that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, from people the brand, like me, you know, but it's like, yeah. just played a shit out of a lot of them. Yeah, shout out Lego Batman. That's what started my love of these games. All right, um, mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think next week we're gonna see we're gonna have two new champions. Either way, for probably sure. unless yeah. like we have a draw, and then they said fuck it, let's have one of these belts on the line again next month. Um, but yeah, we're going to see, that has uh, happened. we all think it's going to be Tom Aspinall. Maybe we're all going to be wrong. I think it's going to be Alex Pereira because I think it'd be real funny if this man has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven UFC fights and two different fucking titles. I think yeah, that would be an achievement there. Um, he's also not as old as you thought. Oh, he's older than I thought he was. Never mind. You better fucking win now, Alex. You're not getting another title shot. You're 36. <laughs> You're fucking ancient. Um, he's big too. Jesus. Yuri's big too. Yeah. Some large men here fighting. All right. <clears throat> Parting my coughing. Pardon me and my sickness in general here. Hope it wasn't too distracting. We'll be back next week. Um, Lavender Goom should be back. He might have fucking mm-hmm. kicked me out of the fucking competition based on how many times I disagreed with him here. Um, so we'll see. Um, until then, I was Dr. Law. That was DJ Mark. See y'all next week. See ya. Do the extra banter. Yeah, I don't think I got a lot of extra banter. It rained today. 
That was real, like, not pleasant when I was walking yeah. this morning. Didn't really enjoy that. It's freaking November. It's about time. Yeah, you know. Just, the weather's supposed to change in the real world. Yeah, I was, just, I was so confused yesterday. I was, like, walking around my house, depending on which clock I was at. I didn't know what the fuck was going on either. I had to fix all that. This is a lot of just old yeah. man complaining happening right now. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out. See ya.